Welcome to an honest conversation on health, serving up discussion and perspective about what health really is. Your health, your responsibility. There's simply no way around it. It's time to own it. You have what it takes. All you need is the knowledge. That's where I come in. I'm your host, Julie Brown. I love this shit. With a nerd's eye view, I'll share the knowledge and help you bring it to life with conscious action, love, and laughter. You've got this. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for all the love and support that you offered me in um, as I took the leap and published my first podcast. I gotta say... It took some deep diving. It was quite challenging even after it was completed and ready to be able to send it out into the world. The upside of the deep dive into my darker, less integrated parts of self is that it led to review of the past year and a liberation of the shock of it all, which was um, entirely a side benefit and quite lovely. It was an unearthing of an internal resistance within me to being seen and heard in this particular way and a deeper realization that being me is just nothing to fear and that showing me to you is also nothing to fear because I'm the one that needs to be at peace with me. Brene Brown captures this beautifully as she so often does and I want to start this off with a quote from her. True belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you can share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone in the wilderness. True belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. So with that... I'm leaping into the wilderness and into a relationship with you, wherever you are and um, whatever you're doing while you take the time to listen. In this episode of Health, A Nerd's Eye View, it seems prudent to give you a better understanding of the nerd, that's me, and her view. In my opinion, it is super important to understand the biases and lenses of information sources. Or you simply have no way of knowing what the flashlight of my perspective is lighting up, and more importantly, what it's omitting, or even potentially avoiding. My bias is certainly health. I am health protective. I am health protective in the sense that, for me, I trust nature. So whenever I'm unsure, I go back to nature for answers. Therefore, I'm health protective whenever we are modifying nature in ways that are new. Which doesn't mean I don't jump on board or support it, but my instinct is to be skeptical about that because it can often lead to permanent changes in ecosystems. I mean, there are numerous examples of this and I'm not gonna burden your mind with them. That just sets up for you that I'm actually, you know, despite dancing on bars in my 20s, I'm actually quite conservative when it comes to 
health and appreciating um, how we should navigate our decisions around it. My perspective is certainly one of curiosity and always looking for where my flashlight isn't. If we look at perspective or the data set we have as the, um, the area covered by a flashlight outside in the dark, if we are aware that we can only light up a certain area, then we need to be moving our flashlight from side to side and all around and up and down to make sure that we're actually seeing. Looking is different than seeing. When we see, we inquire and ask, what am I not seeing? As a result of that, I look at data sets that are broad, that are deep, and that are inclusive. It's inconvenient because sometimes you might have thought you understood something and then you get this new piece of information and it challenges you and your understanding. Well, that's a good thing. You should let it happen. So in this podcast, you can expect me to um, be presenting views that maybe haven't even convinced me to change my, my understanding, but that's not for me to decide for you. Just like I won't take risk for others, I won't make choices, choices about what to think for others. This is an independent act, or it really should be. We are better served by independent thinking than we are by groupthink. Um, it's not to say we shouldn't behave as a collective and look out for one another, but certainly our greatest transformations in humanity have come from nonconformist thinkers who present something that's wildly uncomfortable for people and it's often resisted and then it's deeply opposed and then it becomes a way of being that of course everyone thinks is sensible. This is how ideas evolve over time into a, a group um, ideology. So please, if this, if anything that is shared with you is uncomfortable, embrace it. It doesn't mean you need to adopt it. You need to think of what is going to be presented a bit like a buffet. You pick up the things that are, that resonate for you that you really want to chew on right then. And you circle back for the other stuff later as you're ready. I think when we look at how I've arrived at my understanding of health and the perspective I hold, we have to go to osteopathy. Osteopathy is something I began studying in 2001. I stumbled my way into it through a treatment and it changed my life on a level of philosophy. I felt like I've arrived, I had arrived within a an arena of thinking that supported questioning and for which there was no ceiling. I did actually, to be fair to the story, nearly quit a few times because I was confronted with um, uncomfortable information that I thought was completely out to lunch. And I just, instead of quitting, I just dug in and I asked myself a lot of questions and I worked my way through things and I categorized an understanding that allowed me to know that some things are observable and repeatable and we know them. We know them factually. The scientific method has brought us to a place of fact. 
We have questions that are difficult to answer because we don't have the tools yet to answer them. We don't have the right investigation to answer them. The method isn't available to us or hasn't yet been developed. But sound theory and um, building on principles that we already know allow us to have a good idea about something that is awaiting or undergoing further investigation. And then we have this whole realm that is a bit mysterious and we don't even know how to approach understanding it. I think for me, spirituality is in that category. We can feel an individual connection to it, but we don't actually know how to evaluate that in any um, you know, categorical prescribed way. And while that once made me very uncomfortable, I have to admit that to me is where magic lives and I absolutely love it. I don't confuse it with facts. I don't confuse it with hypothesis. I put it in its own category where it actually receives the honor and the, the love that I think it, it warrants. The inception of osteopathy is credited to a brilliant thinker named Andrew Taylor Still. I'm going to share with you three quotes from him. Now, we could spend, you know episodes upon episodes talking about Andrew Taylor Still and the inception of osteopathy and the evolution of it. And there are people that have studied his little tiny green book for 10 years. And there are interesting minds that I hope to have join us here at some point. I have not studied him in that way. I have studied his ideas in living practice. I'm aware of his ideology and his philosophy quite intimately, but not so much his written word something to work on as time arises. Anyways, to share these three quotes that I think really begin to give you an idea of what osteopathy is about. An osteopath is taught that nature is to be trusted to the end. We look at the body in health as meaning perfection and harmony, not in one part, but in the whole. An osteopath reasons from his knowledge of anatomy. He compares the work of the abnormal body with the normal body. Keep in mind that in keeping with the language of the time that when he referenced anatomy, he meant the structure, but he also meant the animation of it through the physiology, through the histology, through the chemistry, through all the um, different dimensions of structure and function, which he captured in the term form. So what does that actually mean, practically speaking? What if you walked by a room where someone was getting an osteopathic treatment? What would that look like, you know, in a 10 second snippet? From the outside looking in, it would look a bit like a combination of physiotherapy, massage therapy, chiropractic, and maybe even a bit of meditation. Philosophically, it is much more specific and unique than that. And I would often say in answer to what is osteopathy and how can you help me? Osteopathy is built on four primary principles. One, that structure and function are not only interrelated, but they are one. And we can express that with the term form. It is both the structure and its animation through the physiology and the function. That the free flowing of fluids within and between all the different fluid systems in the body is essential for health 
in that they bring nutrition to cells, tissues, systems, organs, regions, and they remove waste and byproducts of metabolism and toxicities from those all those dimensions and areas that the human system is autonomous and self-regulating that it tends towards a healing process and tends towards health which dwells within we fundamentally understand that a body in health achieves homeostasis which means it creates and generates its own autonomous state of balance and that when it cannot do that there is something in the way we understand that it is in perfect continuity from one layer to another one dimension to another and that within the fascia the fascia that's for you max only one fascia hey not several it's one it twists and folds and goes under undergoes changes in its form due to the forces and strains it lived in its development embryologically and as we grow and age over time Osteopathy is, of course, built on a armamentarium, I love that word, of sciences. It is all the tools upon which the philosophy lives. It is, of course, it's chemistry, it's biochemistry, it's physics, it's the laws of nature, it's anatomy, 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 it's thermodynamics, it's, I mean, I could go on. It's all of those things that come into play in us. Will Durant says in his book, The Story of Philosophy, that every science begins as a philosophy and ends in art. It arises in hypothesis and flows into achievement. Philosophy asks the questions. Science is a method to answer them. And art is the result, the creation of knowledge. On the journey of this podcast, I am an osteopathic practitioner. I defended my thesis in 2008 on, um, actually, on the mechanisms of bony trauma. I continue to be an active researcher. I've presented most recently at a conference in Europe to orthopedic surgeons on the role of osteopathy in orthopedic rehab. This is an area near and dear to my heart, as is pediatric osteopathy and treating the infant cranium to optimize for um, infant sucking and, and nutrition for digestive processes in the infant after strains, either in utero or in the birth process. My undergraduate thesis in university, where I studied kinesiology, was on neurobehavioral aspects of learning so how the brain learns a task and how it categorize or organizes that learning based on each side of the brain lateral asymmetries as it's termed i've worked in hospitals i worked in um, joint replacement for a while in a hospital as a kinesiologist and a rehab therapist i worked in brain injury rehab downtown Toronto for four very rich years with extraordinary humans doing very difficult work to support people after catastrophic injury. I learned their patients in a new way. 
I learned it in a way that I didn't even know was possible. And I learned teamwork there to rely on our, on each other as we catch people who have crashed hard. I learned about rebuilding. I learned about identity there. I learned about how fleeting, you know, our idea of who we are actually is in the brain and how scary it is when we lose that. There are some very important lessons there. So that, you know, really what I want to provide you with today, because I had a number of people say, but you didn't tell them actually what you do or um, where you studied or, you know, why you think the way you do. And I guess it just didn't seem important in that first episode, but I think, I think it is important because it, it really, for you, creates an idea of where you're going to, what filter is being applied. Even when I talk to guests that are coming on soon, and we have some great ones, you guys, like I'm really excited for where this is going to go. I've now mapped out this project and it, for me, is a project it's in alignment with the way I live and with my greater mission in life. But this project is actually a form of a research project for me. It's like this idea of connecting with you and offering you support on your own health journey. Married a very long time wish of mine to have a think tank on health and that together they're going to serve multiple purposes and eventually end in a paper and or a chapter for a book to answer the two questions, what is health and where do we find it? So I'm going to be seeking, you know, far and wide to receive answers to those questions and also offer practical insights on how to cultivate health. That's what we have to look forward to. I'm super excited and I thank you for sharing your greatest commodity of time with me to listen. Please send me your burning questions. You are as much a part of this as me. This is not Julie the leader. This is Julie the facilitator. So please, you know, send them to me. I might not get to them right away, but they are all cataloged and they all are important to me. Thank you and have a fantastic rest of whatever you're doing in whatever part of day your day you're in. Thanks so very much for joining me today. Together, we can light the way to better health for you and our planet. You can help make this happen by subscribing, sharing this with a friend, and reaching for the stars in a review. If you would like to join me in a conversation or have a request, please reach out. I'm all ears. Check out juliebrown.health for resources and tools to help you on your way. Stay curious and keep learning.